Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Facebook family. I hope everybody's doing well. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you live on this, I don't know, thunderous Thursday, since Brian's always doing his little rhymey thing. We had a nice little shower here earlier today. So I guess thunderous Thursday fits. Um, so today, um, since I don't know where Brian is, I just, I know he sent me a text real quick that said I can't dose today. So I'm going to guess that he's probably either traveling or he may be, uh, in the midst of a session or in the midst of something going on with the kiddos that he's, um, in charge of these last few weeks. Um, I don't know about you, but I've absolutely loved seeing those Facebook lives and kind of getting to meet those kids a little bit and just, uh, seeing him in action. It's been really cool. So, um, since he's not, uh, available, you guys are stuck with me today. So I wanted to talk with you guys just a little bit about the stress, stress reactions being alive and well. Um, and, uh, I, I see we've got, uh, you know, a handful of people up watching today. Um, so, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just jump right in. Uh, so last night in the evening time, I actually created a graphic um, and posted it on our page. And then I also put it on my personal page. And the graphic was um, a hashtag, Children's Lives Matter. Uh, and under it, it just simply said, Stop Having Sex with Children. <sighs> and then this morning when I woke up, I felt blasted. <laughs> blasted. Um... So my stress reactions whew, were alive and well. <laughs> I mean, I just felt like my palms were sweating. They're kind of sweating a little bit now because this is a hard topic. You know, it's easier to come on and talk about some behavioral challenges and, you know, a model that I know like the back of my hand and the success that I know like the back of my head hand. But, you know, when you're in the, the thick of it um, and you have that, that hijacked feeling, you know, you feel your brain light up right there in the moment. It's a whole different thing, isn't it? And I know that you guys as parents on the regular have that experience, you know, where something's going on and um, you get lit up, you know, your brain gets lit up and maybe you, um, we were talking about it in our, in our book study this morning and somebody used the terms, used the term losing their marbles. I lost my marbles. You know, I flipped my lid or whatever term you have for when you, when you get stressed, stressed out. And so, um, I, my, my marbles were shaken up reading the comments. Um, and I prayed about it and I wondered, should I remove the post? Should I this? Should I that? And what I realized is it's such a hot topic. You know, it's such a heated topic. It's so dear to our hearts that it's hard for us not to be reactive. It's hard for us to, you know, maybe understand the intention or state what we need to state. But, you know, just um, realizing um, that we all have a lot of pain. We have a lot of pain and a lot of fear around that topic. And it's understandable that we do. And so I left the post as it was, um, and I just uh, honored the comments in my heart. Um, no need for me to argue or be argumentative. I think that the people who commented, you know, they, they drove their point home. Um, they drove their feelings home, the, the intense emotion that's felt when we think about adults who um, bypass the souls of children. 
when adults bypass the souls of children for their own gratification. It is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And it changes the lives of those children forever. And they never had a say-so. They never had a say-so in it. And then you know, later in life, uh, it affects their perspective of sexuality. It affects their perspective of themselves. In whatever way it affects it, uh, it has an effect. Um, you know, for some, it, it creates a, an aversion uh, and it causes difficulty it, with intimacy in their marital relationships or their intimate relationships. Uh, for some, it uh, seems to sort of heighten, I don't even have the right words, um, it heightens their interest in sexuality. Um, it kind of creates an additional craving, uh, changes the flavor, so to speak, of how they may have been had that not occurred in their life. So I think the difficult part is just realizing that it changes a person in a way that they had no control over, they had no say-so in. And then when you layer that, knowing that the people in this group are, the majority of the people in this group are parents, and they love their kids, and many of you are raising children who were sexualized uh, as children. Now they may be older, they may have experienced sexual abuse, they may have been raped as children, they may have um, seen sexual content or been asked to watch pornography with an adult or, you know, there are any, any number of ways that um, early life sexualization can take place. And now when you're raising those children, helping to keep them safe, safe from their own impulses, um, safe from other people, um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I know it is. There's nothing light in my heart uh, when I bring up the topic. <coughs> so I know it's real. I know we have really strong feelings about it. Um, I know it has a massive impact. I know that it you know, a year ago, I guess it was about a year ago, I mean, I'm imagining hearing the stories as I was driving and where I was driving, so it's about a year, year and a half, two years ago, um, when, hey, Tammy, um, when we were hearing the stories of um, the number of children affected by the Catholic Church and by priests who had sexually molested children around the same time we were hearing the story of the uh, gymnastics team and I believe the swim team. And if I, if I get a, an organization wrong, please forgive me. It's certainly not my intention to, to misconstrue um, I'm, if, I'm, if I miss something in the accuracy. And we also know that this happens um, in families of origin. It happens in foster families. It happens in adoptive families. It happens in, in orphanages. Um, it's, it's an issue of adult immaturity. It's an issue of adults using children for their own gratification without regard to the child's soul. <sighs> and as these atrocities to humanity are brought to light, we struggle with um, how to help those children and we also struggle with how to help those perpetrators. So it's complex. And 
Um, yeah, this morning was a little tough for me because I felt like I got blasted, but I also felt like it, it at least got the conversation started. You know, these are hard things to talk about, and one of the things that we've always done at the Post Institute is we've always found a way to talk about hard things. It's not always sunshine and lollipops and rainbows and unicorns. Um, sometimes we got to be able to talk about hard stuff, and our kids have been through hard stuff. And so we have to find a way to, to build our tolerance so that we can hear those hard stories, so that we can uh, be present for the hard stories our children have been through. I remember, you know, I guess it's been about three or four years ago, I posted something on our page. It was a video of um, abuse taking place. I think it was like on, from a nanny cam or something like that. And the outrage of the people on our list uh, seeing it. And I did remove it, but my heart felt like saying, look, you can't watch that video on Facebook and you're raising a child who's been through it. <sighs> yes, it happens in orphanages, children's children being trafficked while waiting to be adopted. Yeah. And it happens, I mean, I, I'm, sh I'm just going to say it. It happens even in the sense of people adopting children for the purpose of trafficking. It happens in foster care. People taking in foster children for the purpose of trafficking them. It's a mess. It's not everywhere. It's not every person. It's not every adult. So I want to make sure and say that too. It's not every orphanage. It's not every foster family. It's not every family of origin. It's not every teacher. It's not every coach. It's not every Olympic coach. It's not every movie star. It's not every politician. But as we see these things coming to light and we realize how prevalent this is, you know, we know, you know, statistics tell us, I think uh, one in four females and one in six young men report uh, being sexually abused in their childhood. This has gone on for so long that when we look at one another as adults and we know the same, you know, probably one in four, two in four, the statistics are much higher than what's reported. We know that. And so, how, how on earth do we even know what sexual health is? When more than half of our families, more than half of us are walking around having survived. It's happened to our family. Tammy says it's happened to our family. I know you're not the only family, Tammy. So these children go through these experiences and then let's just play this out. Um, so then the child offends another child because that's what happens, right? You see that in your homes, children being sexual with one another. And then those kids actually end up experiencing something that feels like punishment to them. Because in many states, when you report that to your social worker or to the police or to a therapist and it, then they, the, the ball gets rolling, then many times children who are behaving sexually within their family are put in treatment. And sometimes that treatment is years, years and years of treatment, years and years of being removed from your family for participating in a behavior that was inflicted on you as a child that you then inflicted on other children. 
So those children end up experiencing greater consequences than the adults. And, I, you know, a lot of times when we think about this topic, we're thinking about children, like we're picturing, you know, maybe tweens. Maybe teens. But it's not just teens and tweens. It's five-year-olds. It's four-year-olds. It's two-year-olds. It's infants. Yeah, it's sad. It's heartbreaking. And... Um, my post was an attempt to say something versus saying nothing. Because we can't just say nothing. We can't be a place where we don't say something, for God's sake, just to acknowledge that this is a reality, that this is, it's so hard, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking thinking about those children. It's heartbreaking thinking about the families. It breaks my heart when I think about your families. And it's really easy to get really angry. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we need to get really angry. Sometimes we need to get fucking pissed off and rage, you know, and, and march and let our voices be heard so that we, we let the world know that um, we're not just going to sit back and be in agreement with this, that we want change, that we want justice. The reality is the justice system can't handle all of that. You know, the justice system hasn't been able to address it. Our adopted child was created by his own society to be a predator. It was all about the money. I have no words, Tammy. It's painfully real. It is painfully real. It's not something we're just going to get up here and make flippant comments about. It's painfully real. The effects are vast and different. And we're called as parents to protect our kids and to walk this out with them. <sighs> helping, to, helping them to stay safe. Helping them to understand. Helping them to feel loved. Helping them to feel accepted. Helping them to know the difference between love, lust, the flesh. That what they were exposed to wasn't right. Mostly I think about the adults. I wonder when, how how is the emotional maturity that is needed how is it going to come about i do believe that through this teaching through the teachings that brian teaches in terms of parenting and love and being emotionally present we're able to create relationships with our children that they can bring this hard stuff to us so that we can walk with them through it He died when he took his first breath on earth. <clears throat> I think I think what you're what you're saying is he, your son, the person he was created to be by the great creator, that that 
that person was murdered when he took his first breath on earth because of the uh, painful, heinous treatment of the adults. The adults. You know, we're over here talking about children and the behavior that children have and how upset and frustrated we get with the behavior that they have. How stressed out and overwhelmed we get with the behavior that we have. And then we have adults. Adults. People who we're supposed to be able to lean on. People who we're supposed to trust. People who are supposed to be leaders in our, just, you know, leaders of society. Adults are, you know, we're supposed to be the grown-ups, right? We're supposed to have the more mature amygdalas, right? <laughs> Being greedy, selfish, to put that need in front of the life of a child, the soul of a child. I wish I was coming on here today just to have a great answer, and I don't, because this is such a hard, deep, deep process topic. I'm so thankful um, for the model of parenting that Brian teaches us. I thank God. I thank God for downloading it. And I'm grateful it was to him. I think he is an incredible deliverer of the message that God has given him. The message of love. The message of understanding. The message of really digging in deep. Because it's going to be through that. That we can help our children. Have more emotional maturity. Than what they were offered. I have these little notes of things I hoped to get to, but I'm not going to get to that. I don't really have a place to end today because it's just an open, it's just it's like this big open box. Um, I think maybe the place, the place to pause or the place that I find myself coming to um, is prayer. Um, prayer and meditation that I am able, I myself am able to step out of anything Anything that is in alignment with any of the energy that I think of as perverted energy, if I can step out of that and not feed that energy universally, that I don't want to be putting even a drop into the pond that has anything to do with that, that that's, that's one thing that I can do as a human being to help shift that, to help shift what's going on in our society. So I can, you know, I'm just not going to participate in anything that's going to feed the, uh, the spirit of that kind of harm, that kind of disrespect to a child, to, to humanity. When I think about, you know, the generational wounds, you know, I can't help but wonder, and I don't know, this isn't a fact, so please don't, don't say I'm stating facts, but I can't help but wonder if some of this, you know, we know that, that how, how we live our life and how we parent has the ability to change genetics. You know, we're just now seeing at the brain level that that happens in a more rapid fashion. We know, you know, evolution has happened and still happens and that's the physical is a slow process, but I wonder, you know, we used to think uh, it was either nature or nurture, and now we know it's both, and that our nurture has an impact on nature. I can't help but wonder if we're at a place where we are looking, we are looking eye to eye 
with the generational trauma and how it is now manifesting. <sighs> Tammy says, Brian Post has been amazing to our family. Well, Tammy, I'm also going to say that you guys are just amazing people. Anybody who steps into this paradigm, who's even, even at all willing to have the courage to consider something so vastly different, and then anyone who puts it into action, that takes a lot of courage. It takes so much courage. It's, you know, it's like, a, it's, when I talk about a paradigm shift, I think about how people must have felt when they thought the world was flat and how terrifying it must have been to walk out to the horizon thinking that surely you would just fall off the edge. That would be completely terrifying. And in a way, when we ask parents to love, when we ask you to love deeper and to have understanding and to be that calming force, to be the lighthouse, you know, you're the rocks and the lighthouse and I, we're asking you guys to be the lighthouse stable and shining the light to guide your children safely to the shore and they're out there just you know being tossed and turned on the waves and and the, the roaring seas of emotion and life that they've experienced with their their history of trauma and we're asking you to you be steadfast and the fact that you're able to do that that takes so much courage and so much faith so I appreciate that. I appreciate each of you. I, you know, even though today started off rough, um, I'm just glad to have this minute to just come and, and talk about it, you know, and to um, also to remind ourselves, to remind one another, you know, um, we are not the enemy, uh, but I'm glad, you know, I'm glad everybody had to say what they had to say. So maybe everybody who comes and looks at that post and it gets passed around, people will see, yes, We've got families who are hurt, who are angry, who are upset, who are working to create healing for kids who've been through this. And these kids are having to go through treatment and be sent away because they're thought of as being unsafe in the family. And the offenders, the adult offenders, are walking around, you know, with probation. God help us. God help us figure this out. Divine intervention. I do know that love is healing, and I know that what you all do in your families day in and day out, doing the hard work in the trenches, I love you too, Mimi. Thank you. I needed that. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging with me today. Thanks for letting me talk it out. Thanks for hearing my heart, Tammy. I have so much appreciation for you. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your story. You've changed my life. Your story um, has not ever been forgotten. I think about it every day. And I lift you all. I lift your family. You are one special lady too. All right, you guys. Much love. Take care.